Nisambula Vinaka, you're listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific Ngo or Koroi Hawkins. Coming up first... The overall trend is that um, most Pacific countries and territories have very good human rights scores. The latest Pacific human rights data shows erosion of freedoms marring an otherwise positive regional scorecard. Accessing climate finance and developing a leading role in setting a new benchmark for resilience competence in the region. A new Pacific resilience diploma is to be available in 2023. Yeah, this is my 13th title in the Oceania region. And we hear from Papua New Guinea's weightlifting sensation, Dika Toa, on clinching gold at the Pacific Mini Games in the CNMI. The latest human rights data for Pacific countries is showing an erosion of social and personal freedoms, letting down an otherwise positive regional rights outlook. This is according to the 2022 data set from the Human Rights Measurement Initiative, a unique collaborative venture between human rights practitioners, researchers, academics and other human rights supporters. I'm joined by the initiative's strategy and communications lead, Talia keho Roden. Kia ora and welcome on Pacific Waves. First of all, tell us a little bit more about your methodology, what indicators you're looking at and how you're collating this data. Thank you so much for having having me. Um, we have two different methodologies that we use for two different groups of human rights because the, the rights are really different and so the way that we measure them needs to be. Um, and so for economic and social rights, that's things like the right to food and education and health and housing, um, we use um, a methodology where we, we look at how, how good things are in all of those kinds of terms um, and we cross those results, um, which we take from international databases that other people are producing, you know, UNICEF and the world. World Health Organization and things, and we cross that with a measure of GDP per capita, um, because the the international obligation for those things is that everyone needs to do every country, every place needs to do the best they can with what they have, um, and and obviously there's going to be um, constraints because of income. Um, But it's also true that many countries, um, many governments will say that they are doing the best that they can with what they have. And our methodology um, finds out whether that's true. And so we can say for some countries that actually um, other countries at your level of income are doing significantly better in terms of the number of children in school or the number of people um, surviving to age 60 or those kinds of indicators. Um, And so uh, this is all, all about putting all countries on a level playing field um, and saying, are you doing um, the best that you can right now with your resources or is there room for improvement, even if if you don't improve wealth? Um, And then for our second group of rights, for civil and political rights, and those might be the things that people think of first when when they think of human rights, like freedom from arbitrary arrest and detention and execution and free speech, voting rights. For those kinds of things, there are no international databases for us to draw on. We have to do the research ourselves. Um, And so we start uh, by going to people in in communities who know most what's going on. And so we ask um, local human rights experts in each country and territory, Um, people who are like journalists or work for an NGO monitoring human rights or human rights lawyers, those kinds of people. And we have a a secure online anonymous questionnaire that once a year they fill in describing what human rights are like in their place um, for the previous year. Uh, And so we've been rolling that out throughout the Pacific for the last three years. Um, And so we have um, a good range of data for both of those groups of rights um, around the Pacific. And and what's been the, I guess, I'm asking here for any correlations you're seeing in terms of the, the general 
human rights and, and well-being of people in the Pacific in the time that you've been covering this? Yeah, I think that the overall trend is that um, most Pacific countries and territories have very good human rights scores. Um, they, they show up at the top of the table when we look globally around the world. Um, and so that's, that's really good news, obviously. Um, if we look at our, our overall scores for safety from the state, that's things like freedom from arbitrary arrest, torture, execution, um, that the top performers in our sample around the world are mostly from the Pacific region. So Tuvalu, Cook Islands, Samoa, uh, Mahui Nui, French Polynesia, they're all in the top five. Um, and when we look at democratic rights like free speech, um, freedom of assembly and association, voting rights, the top five performers in our global sample are all in the Pacific. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, the Pacific countries sometimes struggle um, in economic and social rights. Um, sometimes they are among the best performers in the world at those things. And sometimes there are um, some real, um, there's room for improvement. Now, um, just, just looking into some specific countries now, I think some of, some of the better performers you mentioned there, um, mostly seemingly in, in Polynesia, uh, talk to us about some of the the better performing countries and also how I think you mentioned that some are actually quite high in some regard but lower in others. Yeah that's right so the very best performer in the region is certainly Tuvalu which is near the top of the table for all eight civil and political rights we measure um, and that's quite striking. Now it struggles a bit more on the right to education um, it has much lower primary and secondary school enrollment rates than we would expect for a place with its level of income. Um, Samoa has some pretty interesting data this year so like Tuvalu it's a high performer for safety from the state but this year we see some dramatic drops in its scores for all three and empowerment rights. Um, this is partly probably because of the pandemic um, later than some other countries around the world, some more faced some restrictions um, and also related to the political difficulties in the country last year. Um, so Samoa actually has the very lowest empowerment score in the Pacific this year for the first time and it's never been so low. Among the high performers, uh, one theme that I'd like to mention that comes through is that disabled people are missing out on their rights. So even in uh, Tuvalu, Cook Islands, uh, and Donga, for instance, our experts repeatedly said that disabled people were more likely to have their rights violated on a range of rights, uh, more likely to have their rights violated than other people. And, and on the other end of the scale, um, I think I saw, is it... Um... Papua New Guinea, Fiji, a few of the few of the problem areas. Well, not problem areas, but a few a few of the places with quite a lot going on in in some parts. Yeah, that's right. When we're looking at the places with the lowest scores in the Pacific, uh, Fiji and Papua New Guinea stand out, unfortunately. Uh, they are at the bottom with somewhat for empowerment rights, for freedom of expression and assembly and participation in government and so on. Um, but Fiji and Papua New Guinea are also at the bottom of the table for safety from the state. Uh, so Papua New Guinea also has the lowest score in the region for quality of life. So that's economic and social rights, food, health, housing. Um, so it's clear that the Papua New Guinea government has a fairly long way to go to keep its human rights obligations and, and make sure all its people can be free and safe and thriving. As part of its work to combat climate change, the Pacific's leading technical agency, the Pacific Community, or SBC, is launching two postgraduate diplomas in resilience. 
The Level 5 and 6 diplomas will be available in 2023, with the SBC now coordinating with two street training institutes around the region to host the qualification. Don Wiseman found out more about the diplomas from Jane Rutledge, who is with the SBC's Geoscience, Energy and Maritime Division, and Melinda Mathers, who is the TVET coordinator in the same division. He began by asking Melinda Mathers what the training involves. Let me start off with Level 5, which speaks about producing graduates who will act as agents of change in their local communities. In Level 6, the course is more project-focused and builds on the depth of the Level 5, which includes project proposals, accessing climate finance, and developing a leading role in setting a new benchmark for resilience competence in the region. So where does this training happen? As of now, there's no training going on yet. We're still in communication with the institutions in the Pacific, and we are speaking here of the 15 countries in the region. But this was just launched two days ago. So we are in the process of having this institutionalized in all the TVET sectors in the region, hopefully. So through the the tertiary facilities that are in most countries? Yes. Uh, So when I say TVET, it would mean technical, vocational, education and training institutions. And what is the involvement of SPC? All right. SPC is the guardian of the qualifications, which would mean this has been developed through the PACRES project, which is called the Pacific Adaptation to Climate Change and Resilience Building Project, which is managed by SPC. So that is the involvement of SPC. So this program you've built, how have you come to the conclusions you've come to in terms of what they need? All right. First, let me mention that this engagement is in partnership with the European Union, and that is part of the agreement, donors agreement between SPC and the European Union. That's the first reason. The second one, in the Pacific, we are trying to scale up the TVET pathway, which means in the last five years, there has been qualifications on resilience on a certificate level. So we would like to scale it up. And that's why we come into these diploma levels. Does that mean it's a like a post-grad course? Yes. Maybe if I could uh, bring Jane in here, what sort of impact do you think this would have in terms of knowledge and action as far as Pacific countries are concerned? This qualification um, is Pacific-made and homegrown for the Pacific. And it's being built in recognition of the needs of Pacific Islanders to better cope with resilience and to bounce back from disaster. And this qualification will have impact because it's going to allow the opportunity for young people to be able to work in their communities and work in government and other institutions to facilitate resilience in the Pacific. The SVC being a regional organisation, has um, an investment in climate change and climate action. And that's why resilience comes into play. Resilience is part of what Pacific Islanders live with every day. And so that's why we're involved. Papua New Guinean weightlifter Dikatoa has won her 13th overall Oceania weightlifting championship after ruling the women's 49 kilogram class of the Northern Mariana Pacific Mini Games. 
The 38-year-old Olympian lifted 74 kilograms in the snatch and set a new record of 96 kilograms in the clean and jerk to win gold in both events. She added a third with the total weight of 170 kilograms and a fourth with the Oceania medal, which coincides with the mini games. Tawa says she's on top of the world as she prepares for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. RNZ Pacific's correspondent in Saipan, Mark Robago, spoke with Dika shortly after the ceremony on Tuesday, during which she was told that she had been inducted into the International Weightlifting Federation's Hall of Fame, which brought her to tears. Um, how happy are you with your lips today? Um, on top of the world. I'm preparing for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Um, and this has given me the confidence to move um, a little bit further on, forward. And um, I think I still have a lot in me, um, which I will do at the Commonwealth Games. And I'm looking forward to the competition and hopefully a gold medal for Papua New Guinea once again. And this is your 13th time to gold in the Yeah, this Oceania, is my Oceania, right? 13th uh, title in the Oceania region. Um, I've, yeah, I've held 12. So when did, when did you start doing this? <laughs> uh, I started at the age of uh, 10. Uh, wow. And then, yeah, my first competition was uh, when I was 13. So How I've old been, are you now? I will be 38 wow. um, in three days' time. So age doesn't matter, age right? Age doesn't matter, yeah. Um, as long as you believe in yourself um, and yeah, you can do it. And a record too, right? Yes, uh, the Pacific Games record. Yeah, For today. Clean and Jerk. Clean and Jerk and yeah. <laughs> and uh, what can you say about the, about the CNMI so far and how do you like the, the island and the uh, accommodations? It's, it's a beautiful um, island. Um, you know, um, if I was to have an option where to go, I'd, I'd really? choose. Really? Yeah, choose CNMI. It's a beautiful um, little island. Um, you know, uh, compared to Papua New Guinea, you know, um, yeah, and the accommodation and transportation, everything's well planned, well organized. Wow, and thank yeah, you very much. So we're really privileged. I mean, this is the first time that we've uh, stayed in a hotel for a Pacific <laughs> game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you've yeah. set a standard. Yeah, and and, how, about and you, how do you like the venue? Oh, the venue is just um, an international level, you know. Um, the like setup, games? yeah, yeah. Maybe we can hold the uh, world championships wow, yeah, thank with you very this much. with this setup. Yeah, okay. it's world class. So, yeah, thank you so much to the Senemai um, Weightlifting Federation and also the Pacific Games. You know, it's you've been an incredible host um, to the other countries. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Vinakabaklevu, nisamodemanda. <laughs>